undisclosed location deep in the smoky mountains of East Tennessee. Two hillbillies armed with nothing more than microphones, loud mouths, and quick wit have found their way onto the internet. Oh, my star. Tune in weekly to discuss things like sports. We're here playing game six of the World Series, so we're going to fight. We're going to finish this thing. Politics. We did it once. And now we will do it again, and this time we're going to finish the job. Current events. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Faith or any other topic that they have found interesting. It's drastically changed my life. Welcome to Think Like a Man with Daniel Overton and Jeremy Sellers. Welcome back to the Think Like a Man podcast. And again, we are grateful that you've decided to spend a, uh, another hour of your time with us this week. We hope that everybody, as we're, we've gone through Christmas, that you had a great um, Christmas and everything with your family. You got to, you know, everybody got some time off work, all that kind of good stuff. I tell you what, dude, I am so sick of holiday food. I'm over it. Done. Yeah. I mean,. We had a prime rib on on Christmas, and I mean it was great. But I'm like ready for pizza or something. Um, I, I, this happens every year. Once we get past the holidays, I'm just I'm over it. Give me a cheeseburger or, or something like that. So, uh, but we had a great uh, Christmas, uh, Daniel. You did too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's good. Yep. And um, we will uh, heading on into the new year. I hope that uh, everybody's got big plans for for New Year. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Remember, the judge doesn't come back until uh, about three or four days later. <laughs> and uh, so you don't want to be in there for, for very long. Uh, so be smart with your time. We would like to uh, thank our patrons that are, that are supporting us on Patreon. We're very grateful for your help and um, all that you're, you're doing to, to help support the podcast. Very grateful for that. Um, we'd like to thank... Uh, Boutique 31, who's still a sponsor of the show for for their sponsorship. Uh, we ask that you are can find or that you if you live out of state, you're finding them at boutique31.com. Remember that is three one, not spelled out thirty one. As far as I know, the um, website's up and working and all that kind of stuff. So uh, thank you to them for for their. Uh, support with the show we're we're grateful for it we've got a lot of good things coming up after the first year some different guests um, different topics Um, we've got a cool one here today Um, hopefully that uh, uh, we'll get a get some uh, good stories out of this guy but um, you got anything you want to say before we go into that? Let's get started. All right. <laughs> Ready to roll. All right. All right. So with us today, we have a retired NYPD detective, Roger Fanty. Roger. Hey, what's up, fellas? <laughs> what's up, girlfriend? <laughs> we are uh, grateful that you've, uh, we had a little miscommunication on the time and the place, but That's all right. but we all ended up at the, uh, yeah, we all ended up at the same, uh, the same spot. So that's, right, that's right. all that matters. So, um, I guess Roger, to kind of get started, I, I don't, I don't, I've known you for Jeez. a while now since you've been, how long have you been in Tennessee now? Since 04. Since 04. So yeah, about 15 and a half years. Yeah. So going on 16. Yes. And I feel like we met each other pretty soon after you got here. Yeah. Yeah. It's shortly uh, thereafter. Yeah. Maybe so a year. Right. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, that may be right. seems like I remember yeah. when I met you that it's so that it, y'all been here maybe about a year. Yeah, because um, we were remodeling, and you were selling windows and doors. I yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I forgot all about that, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. So uh, so I know Roger from – I know what he's done since he's been in East Tennessee. I don't know a lot about him. And uh, What are you doing? What? <laughs> I'm looking – I got a question I'm going to okay, ask. Okay. It's like, Just one question. I have one question. You know, all right. Damn. So I think what some <laughs> jumped out of your throat, <laughs> tear your lungs out. So, so uh, sorry. So you were you were born and raised in New York, correct? Yes, sir. The yeah. city. This in is the city. In the city. So what part? Crooklyn. 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 Like is that slang for Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you. All right. I'm with you. You'll pick it up. All right. So up. you were born and raised in Brooklyn. Yes, sir. 
that um, leaving that and coming to East Tennessee had to be culture shock. Yeah, I had a difficult time. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I mean, you're going from being yeah. covered up in people and yeah. to, I mean, we're not backwoods Montana, but no, no, but it's, it's the country, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was especially where I am. It's pretty secluded. Yeah. So, so the witness protection program had the right idea. <laughs> And now you're getting ready to move again. They said, yeah. You go to East Tennessee. I'm like, what? Yeah. Going where? Yeah. To see who? Yeah. Um, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Man. So was were you the only? Was law enforcement a family thing for you all, or were you the first one to do it? Yeah. So my father worked for the police department. Okay. But this it was the last thing I really wanted to do. Really? Yeah. So he made me take the test when I was younger. And I really wanted to be a trader for the commodities exchange. And that's what I did. I was working at two World Trade Center at the time. Really? Yep. Um, I was trading precious metals. Okay. Um, which comprised of gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Okay. How old were you? You had to so, been young then. Yeah, I was about 20, 21 years old. Okay. Yeah, and I, and, um, I worked an arbitrage line, which is a phone line. Um, you're directly hook, hooked up with a, with a private account, and you're just trading that account for that person. Okay. So, so that's like, what you it's really... Like your private, it's, it's like you're their private broker. Okay. So that's, so, what, you, that's what you were that's doing. That's what I was doing, yeah. At the time when the police department called me, You'd so already you taken got, the test. Got, yes, and you have you have three opportunities to accept their um, call for duty. Okay. And what happened was I turned them down twice. Really? Yeah. And then one particular year, I think it was back in the 80s, I think it was 82 or 83, the precious metal market crashed. Okay. The Hunt Brothers monopolized the silver market. Okay. Which in turn caused everything just to go out of kilter. Right. And um, gold shot up to like 700 an ounce, and I believe it was trading for maybe 100 and something an ounce at that time. So the markets just went crazy, and um, everything just shut down, and a lot of jobs were lost, and right. I lost my job. Okay. So that's how you ended up at the PV. So, yeah. So I was basically out of work for a while and I needed something to do. And they just happened to call me up this one evening. One of the recruiters called me up and they said, Hey dude, this is your third call. It's your last <laughs> it's now call. Now or never, pal. That's right. It's the last call you'll get it. So what how old were you when you took the test? Twenty three, I think. Okay. So I was 26 when they called me for the last time. Really? Yeah, so they'll pass you over, you know, year after year, and then, you know. Right. They'll eventually call you up and like, okay, this is your last time. What do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I think I might take it. <laughs> <laughs> Considering <laughs> the situation you know, that I'm in right now, it might be a good idea to be <laughs> gamefully employed. You know? so I was like, let's do this thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, uh, now this is the mind blowing thing to me. What little bit I know, uh, do you know Charlie Epps? Oh yeah. Okay. So he, he's filled in some blanks over the time about, you know, his time up there. And, yeah. and it's just my only law enforcement experience is Jefferson County. Yeah. Which is nothing compared to what you do mm-hmm. in New York city or even your larger cities. Mm-hmm. So when you go to, uh, the police Academy, how many people are in that class? Um, my graduating class was, I think around 2,200. Yeah. And so up here at Walter State, they got 22. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, yeah. So in the academy, we were running three different tours. We were running day, um, evenings, and um, a midnight tour. For the academy. For the academy. So if you had the midnight tour, that's when you went to school. Yeah. And you went to bed when the rest of them mm-hmm. went up. No oh, yeah. kidding. Yeah, man, they were... They they were because they guys were retiring like crazy, so they, they had to hire a lot of people. So they were pu- pushing a lot of people through. Matter of fact, your your background investigation wouldn't get done until like you were hired on. 
Oh, really? You're already yeah, in the... You were already in. So how yeah. many people got snatched out of the academy? A lot. <laughs> a lot, bro. Yeah. Detectives be coming to the classrooms like, hey, Jose, man, we need to talk to you about something. Like, yeah. like, you remember that war? <laughs> exactly, man. It was like funny, man. It was that is, that is mind-blowing to me that that's how they run the academy. Yeah. So you, I'm guessing you, you had an eight-hour day. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, that was your yeah. that, just like a normal months. day. Yep. Six months. Did you stay Six there? Months. No. So you went back home every night or day or whatever time you were really. Yeah. Wow. You commuted. Yeah. That's uh, I I just, I can't even fathom keeping up with that many men and women. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip, man, because it's just, you know, it's huge, man. Yeah. It's the biggest police departments. It's the biggest in the world. So where is the Academy? Is it in New York city? Yeah. Well, the one I went to was at 20, I think it was 21st street and like, between like second or third avenue or something like that it was across from a hospital i forgot which one at the time but is it a big high rise no it it's two stories but it took up the whole block it was huge really yeah it was big man wow okay yeah. so 6 months in the academy mhm then you're put to your first and then you get out so you know, y'all are in boroughs right yeah so yeah so new york new york city's com- composed of like five different boroughs so, right. you know, Manhattan, Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, Brooklyn. Okay. So. Did you work in Brooklyn? Yeah, I worked all over, man, except for Staten Island. It's the only place I didn't want to work. That's in. where the money's at, isn't it? No. Yeah. Well, no, it was just quiet. It, it's, it was a quiet place to work. So if you lived there, a lot of guys wanted to work there. They, they didn't want to commute. Right. So commuting time could be like maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And you would have to get, you know. I mean, if you're there at six o'clock, you're up at three o'clock every morning. Yeah. By the time you get ready. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of units that that I was in, you had to you had to start real early. Right. You know, because they started early, especially when I was in the um, apprehension units. Okay, so when they start you, you're just patrol. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're just uniform patrol. And so this is the thing that just blew my mind that that when Charlie and I were talking one time about. When I was with the sheriff's department, I could be this side of the county. I could be that. I mean, I was everywhere. Mm -hmm. He he said, you all could get assigned to a block, and there'd be 30,000 people that lived in on that block because you've got these high-rises, and that's the block that this guy worked for 15 years. Yeah, man. Yeah, some guys never moved. Right, that's what he was saying. And I just... Some guys never moved, man. And I was the opposite, you know? I was the opposite. So that kind of hurt me as far as promotions went because they always like to, you know, promote the guys that were in it the longest. Right. I would bounce around everywhere. I mean, I just wanted to see everything, you know? I wanted to do a lot of different stuff. I, I couldn't just be in one place. So I'd be, a, you know, I would do this for two years, then jump out of that unit, jump into this for two years, and then... You know, I just like to. So, how how many would be on a tour for that particular block at a time? Is it two guys? So they like sector cars. So if you if you're talking about patrol, they would put out sector cars. You know, depending on how busy that house was. If that was a really busy house, there'd be like maybe two desk officers. There might be a lieutenant that would they would turn out maybe. Eight sector cars a tour, maybe ten if it was a really busy house. Mm-hmm. And um, you have and and you have so those are when you say a sector car, are you actually talking about a car or yeah. you okay? <laughs> so you've got that yeah. plus how some, many? Some, ha- some houses had fifteen. They, they, they were like 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 the six seven was like a really busy house, one of the busiest in Brooklyn. So uh, with d- a pretty big did they geographical have area? So foot they, patrol too. Yep, they had foot and car patrol. Yeah, so you I'm, would have projects. You would have projects, man, that, that were like 10 stories high. Right. You know, with like I mean, that sounds 10 like, different buildings. That sounds like such a death trap to me. I mean, oh, you, man, you go was, up a set of steps and there ain't yeah, but one way. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah. Man. I mean, at least here you get some, you get your titty in a ringer, so to speak. Yeah. You got a tree to get behind or something. It was, I mean, you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you had to make friends, man. You had to have friends. Yeah, you know, you had to have people that would look out for you, and you knew places to go eat, and you knew 
places. When you say that, you're talking about just civilians that would yeah, business be, be looking at for you. Like right. Yeah, the fire departments were like a big deal. Right. Would, you know, some of them would let us eat with them and hang out and, you know. Firemen. What do they do? They can cook good. Oh, yeah. We ate well with <laughs> Yeah. My uncle was a, he's retired Knoxville fire. So, exactly. Yeah. It's the about, same thing. Man. Yeah, they can, they, they cook well. They watch TV and they just yeah. eat good food, man. You know, the firemen don't come in until the police get in there and tell them it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, now y'all can come on in. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. Um, so what was your, um, what was your favorite? Did you have a spot you'd like to work up there? Not really. Um, I just like to be busy. I wanted to be busy. I didn't want to be. Makes the day go by faster, doesn't it? Well, it, it, it helped with a lot of things. So the shoe flies wouldn't go there. Right. IAB wanted no part of it. So you wouldn't see a lot of those people around. Right. That would actually try to like to hurt you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. because they knew you were out there doing a job and you were busy. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So you more or less stayed out of trouble. Well, that's uh, Charlie's got some stories that make your <laughs> your eyeballs Charlie's cross. It's a little different. Now. <laughs> yeah. Charlie was in a unit that was onto itself. So yeah. Charlie yeah. Charlie was like. One of the glory boys. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got some stories, dude, yeah. that you're like, you did what? <laughs> yeah, so he's like, you know, he was in one of, the, one of those specialized units that those guys really weren't. They just did what they wanted. They, they just came and go and yeah. and did what they wanted to do because it was a, a, a select group of guys that did that. You know? Right. So what was their main job? So I mean, what were they doing? Just what? to dismantle bombs, man. Really? That's what they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah they would go there and they would check out the situation. You know, if they got a call. You know, they would go and check out the situation and see if it was real or not, if it was a threat. Right. And if it was, they would try to uh, neutralize it the best that they could, you know. So you spent most of your, or maybe all of your career in the city. I spent, yes. I spent my, most of my 20 years chasing bad guys. That's what I did. Hunting people down. That's what I like to do. Right. So, but I was in a, de- a very specialized decoy unit for um, for about two years, two and a half years, where only twenty four of us did did that type of work. Really? Yeah, I was on sixty minutes. And really? Yeah. You never you told me that, dude. You could pull it up and check it out. Man. No kidding. Yeah, Is that it? the picture that I saw back a few years ago that you propped up against the subway terminal? No, <laughs> no <laughs> that was a different one. That was, was it? a different unit. Yeah, on sixty minutes, I'm wearing a do rag. I'm wearing a do-rag, an eye patch, and I'm holding a boombox. Really? Yeah, man. So that was a pretty that was a pretty awesome. That, I mean, I, that was a serious unit, man, because we, we brawled every day. What, what, what was it? Was it gang, drugs, warrants? So we had, we had, so we were going after the, the worst of the worst. So they would target areas. You know, they had these guys that, 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 that did these, um, what you call, uh, they would do computer work and say, hey, listen. Like tech guys. Yeah. And say, you know, okay, this this is like a real bad area that we have to get after, you know. A lot of robberies, a lot of larcenies, a lot of burglaries. Okay. And usually it's the same people doing the same stuff, you know right. what I'm saying? So they would send us out there for, you know, for four, five, six days, seven days and see who we could round up. So the decoy unit would be comprised of like backup officers and there would be a decoy who would be like dressed as a civilian. Mm-hmm. He would have jewelry on, you know, watch, nice Gucci watch, fake chains and stuff like that. And it would all be documented and photographed before we went out. And then we would set him out in these areas and let him roam around. So what's he, he trying feign, to do? He would feign intoxication. Trying you know, to get robbed is what he's exactly got gotcha. you. Yeah. And okay. But we had to be <laughs> so this guy probably yeah. regularly got the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah, but see that that uh, that our job was to make sure that we protected. Talk him. about taking one for the team. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, these guys were rough. Uh, uh, it was pretty now that so sounds like 60 fun. minutes. So if you pull up New York City Transit Police Decoy Unit in 60 minutes, you'll see the whole episode. Really? Yeah, because what what they tried to do was indict us. The Civil Liberties Union tried to shut us down. Right. Because we were sticking these guys in jail for like 
10, 15 years because at that time they had a law of three strikes and you're out. Right. Three felonies and you're done. Yeah. So these guys that we were locking up, they were recidivists. Right. You know, these guys committed numerous felonies, you know. So, wow. So when we got them and they robbed us and they went to court, you know, their lawyers were like, hey, you robbed the cop. <laughs> Not a whole lot we can do for you. <laughs> you know, and, and the guy would be like, what? <laughs> and they'd be like, you know, they would show him the picture like, yeah, he's, he was an undercover cop, you moron, you know? So that y'all were great, like, y'all know? were like a bait car before there was a bait car. Yep. And they were like. So low dude so, on the so, totem so pole they, gets yeah. dressed up and. Well, yeah, I mean, we had Asian guys. I mean, we had a lot of good cops that we just did not look like cops. Right. You know? And these guys would get robbed, like, forget it. <laughs> and we'd be chasing these guys down the street, like, you know. I mean, it was, I can't tell you how crazy it was. I mean, we had brawls every day. I loved it. It was the best. Really? Oh, yeah, man. That's, uh, I loved it. Yeah, that, you watch the 60 Minutes clip, man. Yeah. I'll show you the whole I'm thing. A, yeah, I, cause, so, so, all right, let me get back to the story. So, so we were putting these guys in jail for a long time and the civil liberties union were pissed because they couldn't get these guys off the hook. Right. So they came up with this theory of like entrapment that we were entrapped. That's what I thought you were going to say. And they came up with all these, you know, bullshit stories that we were like, you know, so they, 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 you know, they indicted us. So I, we had to stand, you know, we had to stand trial and stuff. We went to court and all that nonsense, but the judge just threw it out because, so what happened was 60 minutes wanted to air us in a bad light. Right. So they were coming out with us <laughs> with, with hidden cameras okay. in their bags and stuff, you know, but our bosses knew we were spot on. Right. They trusted us. You know, they only picked the best guys and they know, they knew we were like, you know, that we wouldn't do stupid stuff like that. Right. We were straight up and, you know, our integrity was like the biggest deal. You right. know what I'm saying? You wouldn't get into that unit. If, if you were if shady. You, yeah, man. It wasn't happening. You yeah. know, it was only 24 guys, man, out right. of thousands. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so was so it? So they, they, they weren't, you know, they weren't trying to hide anything. They told 60 Minutes, yeah, man, come on, go out with them, you know? So they did. And they started filming this stuff. And they could not believe that people would get robbed in broad daylight, <laughs> you know, right. just like that. Like these dudes would just come up and rob people. They, 60 Minutes had it on film. They just could not believe it. And they had it and they showed us it had to be shown in a good light because that's how it right. was, you know, that's how it unfolded, yeah. you know. So, so it was how awesome. long could you all do something like that before word got out? You know, dude, they didn't know, man. Really? We I mean, is there enough people there that they? Yes, bro. Really? Oh, we locked up thousands of guys. I can't even tell you. You know, that. around here, it lasts ten minutes, and then they're like, "Don't get that guy." You know, that's a city of a million people, man. Right. Eleven million people. Right. So it's like you know, you got you got plenty. So of you just moved it around the city. You weren't working the same block. No, we were yeah, going that's, everywhere. Okay. Bronx. I mean, we traveled okay. everywhere. Mostly a lot, lot in the subway stations. So, but we were everywhere. The city of New York has always fascinated me. Lisa went a couple of years ago, and I'm trying to, I'd like to go, but I want to go with, we've got some family up there, and he's mm-hmm. retired NYPD. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, we've, we've talked about making a trip. I, I want to go with somebody who knows how they're, how to get around. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to get down into the bad yeah, part yeah, of town. Exactly. Yeah, because you can get on a train. Bro. I'm too white for you down can there. Be like, you could be like Madison Avenue in New York, and within a half hour, you could be in one of the worst areas in the Bronx. Really? Yeah. Or in Harlem. Wow. You know, yeah. or in, in Bethesda-Stuyvesant in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you fell asleep and you were drunk on a train, you were a conventioneer or something like that, and you fell asleep on a train and you woke <laughs> up and you were like, you know. Yeah. And that's what we did, man. We made believe, you know. Wow. Because the, they, they were getting robbed like crazy, so that's what they wanted us to do. So they were robbing um, subway people Bus- or just walking every, just walking every, down the road? Every, they just yeah. walk up and strong arm them? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they were, they were slick about it. They would, like, look around, and they would see us as the backups. Right. So they would, like, you know, they would think we wanted to rob them. 
So they they would say to me, like, yo, you down with this, you know? So I would have to, like, just ignore them, pay them no mind. So I would turn my head, and maybe I might walk away a few steps, but yeah. I didn't want to leave. Right. I didn't want to leave. Your boy. My decoy. <laughs> you know, so I had, to, I had to know exactly what to do. You know, I would make certain body gestures, and, you know, I looked pretty intimidating, if you see that 60 Minutes yeah. clip, because I had that eye patch with the do-rag on <laughs> And I was I was a little bulkier back then. I was about two oh five. Right. So like they didn't really want to like mess with me too much. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they were like There's a little doubt there whether they wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they used to say, you know, yo, you down with this, bro? Or they they'd be like, You you want some of this? You want some of this? And you know. <laughs> so you know, they would like take their time. It may take fifty sometimes it took five minutes, they would just come up. Depending on how bold, bold they were, snatch that you know, snatch the chain, take off, or unclass a chain or a watch, or take everything the wallet, you know. So when they put, brought you on to the academy, did they make sure everybody doing this could run like a sub four five forty? Yeah, you had to be in, in some like decent shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm not catching nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if I don't catch them in the first five feet, they're gone. Yeah, I'm slow. Yeah, well. We didn't really have a lot of foot chases because we'd be right there. Right. It was over. So, yeah. Like, I would, I was big on yoking, you know. I would do like a, you know, I would do like a, you know, um, chokehold. Yeah. And that's it. Just put them right to sleep. You can't do that now. No, you can't. No. <laughs> you can't do that no more. No. Oh, I didn't know that. No, you can't do no chokehold. No. You talk about. You can't do no sleeper holes? No. Oh, dude, that was the best. No, bro. no you put I a had... chokehold on somebody, dude. you're in trouble. Really? Yeah. Did you not see the news a couple years ago? They choked that guy to death up there in New York and. Uh, oh yeah 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 that was nonsense yeah oh it was yeah, it yeah, was yeah. but anywhere he had a heart conditioner anywhere around here they're like yeah, yeah. i mean like if your life's dependent on it i'm, I'm yeah. no you do i'm doing it anyway i don't care yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah because listen i'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by six right i'm with you You know and that was my model when i worked right and everybody with me that's how we rolled you know it's just the way it is we're going home tonight yeah you know what i'm saying no matter what happens yeah we're going home all of us yeah yeah. Going so did you? So how long did you spend with patrol before you started getting into more of these specialized? About a year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because I seen it writing on a wall. I wasn't stupid. Yeah. Because when you're in uniform, you're a target. Mm. Sure. For, for everyone. Yeah. You know, internal affairs, the shoe flies. Right. Morons. Right. You know. So I I saw the place to be was on the cover because. Nobody bothered you. Right. Well, they didn't even know who you were. Yeah. So it was it was a great job. So I, in that one year, I, I racked up enough arrests where I got noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, wow, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Let's talk to him. Like, he's special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are special. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I am. Well, thank you so much. I love you. you know? <laughs> So you spent the majority of your career then doing undercover and yeah, that yeah, kind all of, of it. Yeah, really. Yeah. I did, okay, so yeah. what, I did, mean, eventually I got so burnt out that I became like a a, a field training officer, right? FTO. Yeah, you know, for undercover work and stuff like right. that. Because I just got to a point where I was just, you know, I, I, I started. Be- to become obnoxious and everything. And they were like, yeah. dude, you can't do this. Stuff. <laughs> <Don't be laughs> class one, a hole. Like, you know, like, you know, um, did you, did you do what other branches of undercover did you do? A drug, drug related stuff? I'm sure. Um, yes, somewhat, but I really didn't like that too much, you know, because it was like, um, you always traveled with a bunch of people and I just didn't like that type of work. Yeah. You know, so I basically basically stuck to like the decoy unit and to um, just like anti crime work. Okay. Patrolling streets and looking for bad proactive. Guys. Yeah, proactive. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of reactive. Late at night and you know. Yeah, that's um, hanging out in the bad areas and stuff like that, and just waiting for stuff to go down and and targeting people. You know, profiling. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was a big deal, man. I mean, it's the only way you could work. You had a profile, man. Right. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, Seriously, I mean, really? I yeah, mean, they can say what they want to, but... Yeah, I mean, it works. Yeah. 
It works, you know. The guy that has his pants down by his knees. Yeah. You know, and, and has like a do-rag on his head and, and a hoodie, and he just looks like a certain way. Right. Usually. Yeah. It looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Yeah, it's a duck. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Daniel, you're awful quiet, dude. I'm listening. Dude, did you, did you find your one question you wanted to ask? I just had a question about, I watched the, I watch it all documentaries. Oh, do you? really like them. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're good. They're cool, man. Watched one a while back. It was one, probably one of my favorite ones, the uh, 75th, 7, 7-5. 7-5, yeah. That's, um, a, that's a shoot. Michael Dowd. Was mm-hmm. that a big deal? Like when you were on the force, was mm-hmm. that name big? I mean, that that was yeah, one sure. of the that was one of the craziest. I think I've told you a little bit about it. Like him telling the stories of the things he did, mm-hmm. like going into. Oh yeah, you yeah. The, the, my, well, the one story got me was the one where he said him and his partner come to like a domestic call, took the woman up to get her belongings and walk in, and there's two fifty pound bags of marijuana sitting there and two duffel bags of cash, and said so they just picked up a duffel bag and walked out with it. Yeah, and she said something like, "You know, he's gonna come get you." He's like, "They're like, well, he, what's he gonna do?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Is that like?" I know. Yeah. So like- the opportunities. So that's the thing, man. Because you know, so integrity is a big deal, right? You mm-hmm. know, because those opportunities are there. It's just the way it is. You're in right. a city, millions of people, and bad things happen. Mm-hmm. That case, I guess that's what I was gonna ask. Like. That case with those two guys, did that change the way like eternal affairs and stuff worked? No, nah, not really, or man. Just... Because they, you know, there's nothing they could do. Right. That's a crime of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing you could do about that. You just got to, you know, I mean, listen, people are people, man. Right. And, you, you know, know what's funny that you said that? I, I was just sitting here thinking, um, I don't think I ever told you, but I, I've got this game I play online. Okay. And it's a, and I play as a sheriff. All right, so it's a city okay. and it's role playing, gotcha. and so you got pe- bad guys and people running oh, okay. stores and that kind of thing. And then they got the police department. Okay, obviously it's a game. Nothing's mm-hmm. freaking real, right? Okay, I'm shocked. Even in the realm of unreality, the bad cops that we've had—they're yeah, yeah. dirty, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. somebody throws fifty thousand worth of crap money, right. and they'll turn in a heartbeat, and right. so. It shows you just human nature, even yeah, in a situation like exactly. that. You put somebody who's got four or five kids at home, yeah. wife doesn't work, couple, and a couple of girlfriends. Yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs some money. Boy needs money. Yeah, and, and that's what it and that's what it all comes down to. You know, I mean, it comes down to having integrity and. You know, you're just doing the right thing and, and knowing that, you know, you're there for a particular reason. And, right. And not so, getting caught up in all that drama. Like in that documentary and other things you watch, like it seems like they hate internal affairs. It's, yeah. Is that normal? Well, yeah, or? it is. It is. It is. You know, and, and internal affair gets a bad rap a lot, you know, because, I mean, they're doing a job. So if you're dirty, you're dirty. So right. obviously I never had to worry about them because I, I never did anything right. wrong. So I was like, right. Who cares? You know? Right. Usually the people but, pissed off about it are yeah, the ones that are getting <laughs> their butts chapped like, over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And, and you know, it's not like eternal affairs is just going to follow you for no reason. Right. Right. You know, if you see them behind you, well then there's a reason why they're following you. Is, you know? is eternal I mean, people. So you, you, you could have allegations made against you, but they have to be substantiated somewhat for right. them to really open a case on you. It's not like they're going to start surveilling your house 24-7 just, be, just because some crackhead calls up and says, hey, listen. And I guess in an apartment that big, if they're following you, that might not mean it to you. It could be like somebody you work with, like a yeah, partner or sure. somebody. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I mean, it could be following you to get somebody else, so you never know, man. So it's like... So are the people in internal affairs, are they... Up there, are they police officers or they're detect- yeah, they're- police and police officers are mostly detectives. Okay, I wasn't sure if they were law enforcement or a whole yeah. nother. No, no, no. Okay, mm-hmm. God, what a crappy job. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, I mean, your whole job is to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. So <laughs> you don't like, have any you know, friends. You don't have any friends. It's like you can't go out party with nobody. <laughs> nobody nobody like, buys you drinks. No, <laughs> if you man, show up, the party no. shuts down. Like, well, we're we're out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And usually those guys that leave that unit get put in like all the specialized units because no one is going to work for them. <laughs> right. You know. And, you a freaking rat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. So like, I mean, even me, you know, like, I, I you know, I mean. 
I really don't want to work with him. You know what I'm saying? Because you just don't, I don't know. I don't want to. No, know. I'm waiting. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, I'd shy away from them. You know, I'd be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so overall, was your, you regret your 20 years no. there? Man, yeah, it was the greatest job. was it? Yeah, I mean they sucked me in, and then once they suck you in, you're done. You know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. So they um, so the show that I love to watch, and it's probably and what <laughs> made me what made me think about it is when you when we brought up internal affairs, <laughs> is I love Blue Bloods. Do you yeah, ever yeah, watch yeah. that with Tom Selleck? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it several yeah. times, and it's a good show. It's yeah, a good show. So, and it's it's very much. I mean, it's. I was wondering how close. I had yeah, this feeling is. that it was pretty well done. Yes, it, it is. Except for well Donnie done. Wahlberg kicking the crap out of somebody. That's yeah. what made me think about internal. No, affairs. it's pretty close. <laughs> is it? The, yeah. The commissioner really like escorted that way. Get his own security detail. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a big deal, man. <clears throat> yeah. He's got a. He's. Pretty important guy, man. Now, is he always prior law enforcement or? Oh, yeah. So he's yeah. come out of oh, the yeah. police department. Without a doubt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to be in the But he's department. a civilian as the PC then, right? Technically? Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah. He's appointed by the mayor? Yeah. Appointed by, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. That whole, I just, I can't even imagine that the stress on that guy. Yeah. Your how many officers are in the PD? Uh, Sixty thousand? No, 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 no. It's not that big. Thirty, you know, thirty-one, thirty-two, something like that. So one police plaza is a real. Oh, it's a big building. Yeah. What all? What else there other than him? It's offices. Like, I mean, it's just headquarters. It's, yeah, it's a headquarters, okay. and it's you have dispatch there. I mean, it's it's a big building. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the head man up. Oh yeah, yeah. He has his own private elevator that goes up to. You know, he goes in. He goes into an underground garage, and they they take him through a private elevator. He goes upstairs and can you get an appointment with him? Yeah, as, that's what has to happen as a as a regular him. cop. Can you say I want to see? the Well, PC? you have to have a good reason. He's just not going to hang out with you. Right <laughs> just because I want to. I mean, one thing in that show is like he will request somebody brought to his office. Does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a yeah, bad feeling if you a, find out yeah, you gotta, yeah, that's not, <laughs> you're called to the office? That's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So, like, the worst thing that ever monkey. happened to me, like, I'd make the chief's list. Like, every year I'd be put on, like, the, the chief of patrols list. I'd make, like, the top 10% overtime guys in the department. So, you didn't want to make that list because if you made that list, your 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 boss was getting reamed out. <laughs> that, that was, like gonna happen right because you're just making too much money right so you know for you to be on the, the uh, top 10 percent earners on a department he's gonna get spoken to <laughs> <laughs> but i always worked that for some freaking fandy man yeah i always worked for some great guys you know and i was a worker so they couldn't deny me right because my my overtime was all college they were all arrests right so my boss would be like well listen you want the numbers this guy's out there doing his job. What do you want me to tell him to do? Not do his job? Right. God. I just... <clears throat> I would double... Let's put it this way. I would double my pay in overtime. Really? Yeah. I'd, I I wouldn't come home sometimes for two, three days straight. Mm. My wife would be like, where are you? I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, right. You're at work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm at work. I got a call. For three days now, well, I made, like, I rested 15 guys. She'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, yeah, we did, man. So do the uh, do the offices where the detectives and all that stuff goes down, to, are they as crappy as what they portray on TV? Mm -hmm. I mean, they pretty much look like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've just often wondered a lot. Dude, I had a car. I had a car we used to drive that if you made a turn to shop, the back door would open. <laughs> <laughs> you better That's make sure you, you buckled your boy in back yeah. there or he's yeah, coming out exactly it <laughs> over heels yeah. oh man I mean, it was like we got you know especially if you worked in like the worst houses you got like the jump well they you know? they you they're well, not gonna we didn't care man listen it was about doing the job we couldn't care less you know what I'm right saying? we were having too much fun so um what's give me some examples of just Crazy stuff that's happened to you. Oh my lord! I mean, I worked in a in a crazy time where like 
you know, the city was just like out of control. Um, Mayor, you know, Mayor Dinkins was the mayor at the time. And he was the um, borough president of Manhattan before he became mayor. So the boroughs have presidents? Yeah. And what kind um, of operation y'all running up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they call them borough presidents. And um, he was like really liberal and he couldn't care. You know, he didn't care about anything. And the homicide rate at one time reached over 2,000 a year. Wow. I mean, it was the worst the city was ever mm. like. Wow. It was in bad shape. And I was working there in that time. So it was like pretty chaotic. Really? I mean, I'd be driving to work and there'll be dead bodies on a corner. Like I'd call my boss, say, boss, you know, we got a body here. What do you want me to do? He'd be like, well, go attend to it. Do what you got to do, you know? <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, I'd pull over and start investigating it. You know, he's crazy, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. People getting shot like left and right. I mean, just. <clears throat> really? Was, yeah, it was over the top. It was over the top. Uh, um, so these specialized units I was in, you know, it was we were running day and night. I mean, it was it, it wouldn't end. Really? Yeah. So when Sheriff Coffee was here, he talked about going to D.C. Mm-hmm. for an inauguration mm-hmm. for Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was still with the state then, and so he him and the drug dog canine went up, mm-hmm. and the when they put him together with the local law enforcement there's him and two other guys. I think it what he said during this time. And the guy, one of the guys where, where they were at, where this was happening, their part, the guy was telling him that that used to be, you know, DC used to have the highest murder rate. Think in the country mm-hmm. that that particular street, he said, I looked down this street cause he was a detective and he said, I just see bodies. Because that's I worked the street when the homicide rate was through the roof. Where he said one night he had two partners, and one night they each worked three homicides mm-hmm. in yeah. one freaking night. Oh yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, very easy. You, you know, yeah. and that's just I've never lived in an area where it was like that. Yeah, where you walked out your front door and you had to legit worry that you. Yeah, the, the summer times were like that. It was really bad because you know people would like all be at their apartments and houses and stuff. And like that's that. what I was telling. And they'd be drinking and smoking and they'd be like, you know, just hammered. Yeah. Oh, that's why when you and me were talking the last serial killer thing, right. I could say, I told Daniel, I said, when the temperature rose, <clears throat> crap was going to about to start happening. Yeah. When it starts to get hot, people mm. get irritable. Yeah. Exactly, and they're like you said, they're yep. they're out on the porch. Drinking They've got twelve MD Budweisers 2020. in them. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got their fifth. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just getting hammered. It's man. about to go down. Shooting, yeah, they're shooting dice on a corner, and you know, just get stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's um, just get stupid. So I, I don't, I just, I can't imagine uh, um, living in an area that we um, where you had to worry about that, and. You know, when you left the house or, or that kind of thing. Talking about um, TV and stuff, NYPD Blue is very realistic. Too. Really? Yeah. Is it? Catch those reruns. Okay. Very, very I remember the show. Which one is it? Is that the one I was teasing? No. No. No, no it's older than that. No. You're, NYPD, I, Blue. I, NYPD Blue was with... Um, Oh my lord! I Sorry for the dogs barking on the freaking podcast. Uh, <laughs> if y'all can hear them, <laughs> um, NYPD Blue was back in the eighties. If I'm not right. mistaken, that was yeah. Um, I think it was late eighties. Um, ninety three. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ninety three. That sounds more like Dennis okay. Franz. I remember that. Oh Franz. yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. yeah, yeah. He was, and he was a great actor. Jimmy Smith. Oh, and yeah. I met those guys too. You Did know? you? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of them. Well, they took a lot of our cases and stuff like that, and they would like run them. Oh, know, that's like cool for stories. And oh, stuff like that, guy that played uh, Officer Martinez in NYPD Blue played um, Tom Selleck's son's partner, his training partner, his training officer. That Martinez. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah! Every time I see that dude, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you what I think about. Have you seen the newest version of the Longest Yard? Yeah. No. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, it's got Adam Sandler in it. 
Does it, yeah. So every time I see that dude, I think about the part he played in there, which was a gay cheerleader. <laughs> and, and he did a really good job. At it, so he's not, I'm not remember him as being yeah, a cop as a gay cheerleader, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, that's good stuff. uh, I was trying to think of something. So one of the things that we are, that I wanted to ask you about, cause we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring this, this episode to a close, but Roger's going to join us on the, our episode for the serial killer. But I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say you were probably a teenager, maybe a little younger when Son of Sam yes. happened. Oh, uh, I remember that vividly because yeah. I was dating. Were you? So oh, you were that yeah, old? Yeah. You were that old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, <clears throat> I want to say I was about 18. Really? 18, 19. Right? Okay. Yeah, I right. remember that because so what do you like, remember? Of, high alert, man. Yeah. Uh, he shut the city down. Oh, yeah, man. Because, you know, that's what. You know, back then, that's what we used to do. We used to drive around with our girlfriends in the car and go necking and, you yeah. know, hang out in the parks and stuff like that. And this guy be preying on us, you know? Yeah. I mean, he just walked up to the car and, and started put, put a bullet in it. Yeah. How many people did he end up killing? Do you remember? Oh, uh, no, man. That was David so Berkowitz. That's who it was. He, it? David Berkowitz. Is he the one that said the dog would talk to him? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you, do you remember? Google it, man, because I don't, I don't really remember how many, uh, but it was quite a few. Um, do you? I mean, you remember it pretty vividly oh, what yeah. the city was like and mm-hmm, and yeah. how they. Uh, yeah, everybody was very edgy, you know. So really, yeah, because he only targeted certain areas. So, um, killed six, wounded seven. Yeah, so it was he was out there doing a job a yeah. full, in a full year, July to July. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they had everybody looking for him. Yeah, everybody was looking for him. That's because um, I remember my father telling me it was like. So your you know, your dad was working yeah. at the time. Yeah, I remember him telling me, you know, be careful and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, dad, I, I'm not, you know, really, you don't have to tell me stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's uh, just, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a cause <clears throat> necking with my girlfriend. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, this, uh, I, I, the 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 shocking thing to me was one dude and six murders petrified a city the size of New York. Yeah, because it's you know it's the media, man. It's like drama. You know, it's like every day. It's like dun dun dun. Who got killed today? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So it's like they play on that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, theoretically, when you think about it, what's the odds of you getting whacked by him? You know, I mean, I mean, if you're in that area, I guess I don't right. know. You know, yeah, tension pucker factor would be a little higher of, in yeah, that. Exactly. Did all of that happen in, in one borough? I think in Brooklyn mostly. Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that was in your hood. Yeah. And you was out there running around like you ain't well, got at, a care at, in the at, world. At that time, at that time, I was living in Staten Island. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I moved to Staten Island when I was about 14 years old. Um. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine being in part of a um, being in a city where I mean a serial killer yeah. roaming the streets and yeah, man. Yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I figured you were. Was I, I was kind of doing the math, and I thought, I bet you. Yeah, man. So were you oh, on I re- the? I remember. You know, I even remember the the news headlines and yeah. You know. Were you on the uh, with the police department when uh, John Lennon was killed? You know, eighty four. I joined them. I'm not sure what year he was killed. So it'd been right remember. in there somewhere. Yeah, but I think I was. I think I was because I remember be hanging out at the Dakota, right, where he lived. It's assassinated in eighty. Eighty. Okay, so okay. I wasn't. No. Okay. But I remember being. So I had a friend that lived in Manhattan, and he lived in that area. Did you ever see Yoko? Nah, I never seen him. It was, that building was just incredible. And was it? Was, oh, yeah, it was just unbelievable. Big money? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ceilings were like 15 feet high. I mean, really? old architecture, beautiful buildings, yeah. I do have one odd yeah. question. It just dawned on me and stuff hits my mind. Working in that big of a city, United Nations, all that. Yeah. You ever deal with anybody with diplomatic immunity? Yeah, so that's, I did dignitary protection. So that's what I, you know, I did that. I don't know how many years I did that for a long time when I was a detective. Really? So we used to watch. Yeah, we used to have to guard these guys. So that's really that buttholes. Yeah, or every one of them was. You know, mm. can they really the pretty much do what the they want? The generals were cool. 
when when we were assigned to you know right is there a limit of what diplomatic immunity covers like you can't just like go out and shoot somebody right and get away with it well yeah okay okay yeah because we can't do that in their country diplomatic immunity it's like you know then it's like you know the ambassadors step in and stuff like that and then it's it's everything's on a different level right you know, so it's like, hey, listen, you know, we got to sweep this under the carpet. You know, let's really, yeah. So everything gets taken away from you, and it's like, okay, we got this kid. So it's like a different level. No so, joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're you know, they they get away with, and and it's not a lot of them. You know, you might have their sons that are like, you know, well, they just had a, a bunch um, of idiots running around drinking <clears throat> and. You know, crashing Ferraris and getting into wrecks and starting trouble and stuff like. Usually, the diplomats themselves were, you know, right. It's the family behaved. Yeah, it was the families and you know. There was a siblings. There's a recent story on the news that there's an American that did exactly that over over in Europe somewhere. Europe, yeah, killed killed somebody and they got them back over here and now they're PO'd over it. Oh yeah, you know, it's just that's how it works. That's how it's you know that's how it's done. So it's like. You know, wow. yeah, it's just common knowledge, you know. Well, any, anything else you want to shed on us here about the NYPD? Oh, I could go on forever, man. It's <laughs> like, you know, I, I know you guys just have a certain amount of time. Yeah, so, that's yeah, we could do it again, man. Yeah, we may do it. We do it again. Yeah, I, if, you I, want. if you get a good, you know, feedback from this and stuff like that. Oh, we will, dude. We're uh, big time, son. We're big. You just thought sixty minutes was big. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to watch that show because it's it's a. Trip. I'm gonna look you it know, up. It's I'm gonna look. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, look it up. So, um, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and bring this episode of the Think Like a Man podcast to a close. Uh, again, thank you for everybody that's. Uh, tuned in we are grateful for your support be sure that you're you found us on facebook you've liked and followed the page and uh if you have anything anything you'd like to tell us or one of the things that were we i asked on facebook i think only had one person respond to it which is amazing to me but if you've got we're you know we're always looking for ideas for shows or topics or that kind of thing so if you've got something you'd like to hear us cover uh down the road send us an email to think lam 2019 at gmail and we'll be we'll get right back with you on that. Uh, also, if you're um, not signed up with Patreon, you need to get over there and get that done. That's where we we need. There's all kinds of good stuff going on over there. So uh, until the next time we turn the mics on, we'll see you. You've been listening to Think Like a Man. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was. Kind of a crazy, fun experience. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. And we'll see you next time.